0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of My Hustle. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, SVP of Content and Brand Platforms at Whistle. Today, we're going to talk with Tracy DeForge, who is the CEO and founder of Players Impact, about what the mission of that organization is and how she came to work with them and have her career within sports. Tracy, thank you for joining me. How are you doing today?
1: Great. Thanks for having me, Joe. I'm really excited to be on
0: how would you most succinctly describe what the player's impact is and what the overall mission is for it?
1: Oh, sure. Uh, so we are a, a membership-based community made up of professional athletes, um, active, retired, and Olympic level. And our mission is to empower athletes in business. Uh, very simply, uh, this community is provi- of peers is going through very similar transition issues, learning sort of their, their 2.0 and, and what's next for them. And, and we're um, able to, to do this through a very peer-led mentoring, access, resources, et cetera, all around investing in entrepreneurship. And
0: how did you ultimately come to build and work for this organization? What, what in your career put you on the trajectory towards ending up to where you are right now?
1: Uh, That's an interesting question because I've had a really uh, diverse trajectory, I'd say, not a very traditional one where I, an attorney by training, uh, have worked with two of the major leagues, NHL and and then uh, MLB.com. Throughout the years of working in sports, we also started a venture capital firm investing in in that intersection of sports media and technology, building, buying, selling, investing in companies all around this uh, sports space never working directly with athletes, but understanding sort of what the macros are in, in the industry, have brought me to where I am today, at where my co-founder and I uh, started having a few conversations with athletes and, and realizing very quickly that they had a lot of questions around early-stage investing and and seeing the landscape. So when we originally started, we were just a, a, a small group of of athletes investing together Um, and really listening to what the market told us what the athletes have told us is is there's more than just the investing that comes along with the education and the access that they're looking for so many of our members are entrepreneurial and building their own businesses and and really it was just listening um, listening to the community and what their needs were it have have shaped us over the last almost three years. We started in May of 2017. So uh, it's been a pretty amazing uh, journey, even inside of TPI as it's evolved and um, become, you know,
0: what it is today. What would you say a normal day uh, is like for you right now with TPI? What what is sort of like the standard day at the office uh, like for you?
1: Oh, gosh, I wish there was a standard day. Um, You know,
0: for for us, it's a... we're doing a lot of things on a very with
1: a very small team and a very large community. So it is always first and foremost, what are we doing to add value to our members? What are we doing to help our athletes? Um, and that involves sort of aggregating our mentors and and again, on on the resources side for athlete entrepreneurs. Uh, it's vetting early stage companies for investment opportunities. It's partnership conversations. It's, there's, there's really no standard day, but because we, we offer, we vet and curate um, investment opportunities every month, we, you know, and there's a lot of startups that wish to work with and have capital from athletes, there's a, there's, it's very busy with those sort of calls and whatnot. In addition to, you know, when uh, these event series that we've just started, we started last year and, and were kicked off last week at the Super Bowl, um, adjacent our, our events at these larger tentpole sporting events. Um, but this past November, we just started a more of a chapter concept we're going into markets Creating more intimate, curated uh, networking opportunities for our athletes where they work and live, um, and bringing those subject matter experts and thought leaders to to the athletes um, more personally.
0: What uh, your event schedule? I know you guys have you know you're at Super Bowl. You're going to be at. NBA All-Star game. What is the importance of sort of that event calendar for you and what type of events do you target and what do you hope to get out of those gatherings overall?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. We w- what we're trying to do is is I guess recruit for membership, uh, let people know what we're out there doing for the first few years as we were building. The growth was super organic and the athletes were our best um, form of marketing. The word of mouth spread to our, you know, 200 plus athlete community. Um, but getting getting more involved in these um, industry events where networking is so important so that we can spread the r- word around what we're doing to not only the athletes as members, but to the mentors, to partners, you know, we really, we really want to be um, sort of collaborative with other folks. So this is just putting our um, our flag out there and opening the door for conversation.
0: What are some trends that you've noticed or gotten feedback on uh, from the different athletes and partners you work with about? How sports media and sports marketing has evolved or changed in recent years, and what have you noticed in particular just on larger trends uh, within marketing and media uh, throughout the different places and stops you've been uh, in your career?
1: Uh, um, Let's see. It's absolutely evolved, right? And obviously with what we do, one of the conversations just becomes how involved the athlete is in those direct conversations with building brands, working with brands, working with startups, how their narrative is so important um, and, and their one one-on-one communication with fans right with the advent of social media and, and whatnot we see that changing landscape where athletes are more in control of what they're doing and their ability to drive with their own brands and, and um, be, they're able to drive more opportunities for themselves. I do think that's a, it's been a subtle shift. Um, but it's something that you know we're obviously all talking about, and we see it with some of the the stars you know out there doing it themselves. and, and, and we're hoping uh, with the athletes that work with TPI, that we help democratize those opportunities for athletes, um, you know, even if they're not playing anymore or, or have been you know, the aid players on their on their teams. Um, so I think that that shift in media and coverage, coming from the athlete's voice and and the athlete's perspective a little bit more has been a shift that
0: obviously we enjoy. (laughs) Is there one particular project, event, then athlete success story that particularly stands out and resonates for you as something that you're most proud of in your time so far at TPI?
1: I wouldn't say, Joe, there's one thing. I, I really am proud of this community, right? The idea that we've been able to aggregate athletes across all sports, across multiple countries, and really having the understanding of, of what's, what, you know, right now, very, very common to say is hashtag more than an athlete, right? And um, I think for a lot of our athletes, that's just that's a given right it they, of course it, they're more than an athlete and it and it's a, almost shameful that we have to talk about it like that because they are people first and, and and they happen to have done a job where they were making money on the field and 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 um, now they're now they're looking to make money in other ways leveraging what they've already done just like we all do with our work experience just keep leveraging up um so I think for that it's important. It, it's been proud for me to see more of this movement uh, that the athletes are getting behind. You know, we're we're player owned platform. A lot of our athletes are actually investors in what we're doing, um, and that that to me is that belief in what we're doing and, and uh, our ability to lead the charge there has um, yeah makes me really proud.
0: When you look forward to the rest of 2020 and even even beyond that. What do you see? Has any sort of particular milestones or different growth and development areas that you guys are hoping to achieve overall as an organization? And what, you know, what gets you particularly excited about what you guys have upcoming for the rest of this year?
1: Uh, so I'm really excited about the rest of this year because of the growth mode that we're in, right? And I mentioned that we're already international and that we're bringing this chapter concept to bear here in the United States, but we've got European expansion coming later this year. Um, we've, we've launched what we call our global locker room, which is just an online platform uh, using technology to facilitate the conversations amongst our athletes, et cetera. So seeing all of this grow over the next year um, with, with hopefully the infusion of some real capital that, that helps us build the team and to, to go out at scale, um, that's what's most exciting for me, is that we've, been, we've done this very organically and, and um, authentically. But I think now's the time to put a little fuel I- inside the engine and see where we can go, because it's, it's been really well received. Um, as far as individual events, there's, there's none that I look forward to. I, I love every interaction that we have with our members and our partners. So um, really just seeing at scale because obviously, our, the power of our community, the, the more that we can grow that, um, I think the more benefits that our, that our members will see.
0: What advice would you give to someone who's looking to work? With athletes or within the world of sports long-term, it's definitely a popular thing for people who are just finishing up school or are looking to sort of pivot their career trajectory, but what sort of baseline advice would you give to anyone who is looking for a career where they're going to be affiliated with sports or athletes in some way?
1: Yeah, that's great. And, you know, I've been, I guess, in the industry a long time now, um, and as a, a veteran, you you um for me evolving it it always evolves and now you have better easier ways to get in touch with people but it is about networking right in reality sports is a, a very small industry in in a lot of ways and so networking your way in getting to know people having informational interviews and conversations being top of mind and staying connected to folks in a not pushy not um annoying way but just uh you know politely updating and, and getting folks um, and, and really just knowing your content if you want to work in sports make sure that you're reading the industry uh, newsletters and such and listening to and, and and reacting to that stuff I teach I'm a adjunct professor here um, at a local college by me here in Boston and this is what I tell my students all the time like everybody you know wants to work in sports there's that cosmic value of what sports is but You've really got to network your way in um, because a lot of times it's not what you know, it's who you know. you know that's an old cliche, but very true. Um, and then and then just working hard to to make sure that you're navigating in the right spaces, knowing your knowing your content is important.
0: What do you think are um, some potential misconceptions that could be out there? about athletes. You spend a lot of time working with them. You work with them on a lot of different projects. Are there any general misconceptions that, you know, you would like to, you know, speak to that people might have uh, about athletes overall? Yeah,
1: I mean, effectively, that's what our entire mission is, right, is to destigmatize that dumb jock or that, you know, they're, they're They're not capable of of anything past their their sport. Those are just, um, I guess, big, broad statements that are wholly false. (laughs) Um, We just see so much of, you know, what you hear now is about grit and resilience and and how athletes' mindset is so in line with entrepreneurs and and sort of that stick-to-it attitude. And I think that's in large part true. I, but it does not mean that every athlete should be an entrepreneur, right? So to say that, you know, because you were able to have that, that state of mind and, and to get to a certain level of play does not necessarily mean that you apply that to building businesses from scratch. Um, but that being said, you know, that that mindset can go a long way to being a, a student of the game, meaning beyond your your first game this is your your being a student of the game 2.0 and what's next for your career and i think athletes have to um look at it that way and, and understand that you know they are oftentimes in a place of vulnerability when they're you know at the top of their game and they're leaving and they're not quite sure what's next or they're not quite sure what questions to ask and you know and ideally our our community provides that support that they need to realize everybody, every athlete kind of goes through that and they go through it in different ways. Um, and so from that standpoint, I would tell every athlete that they're not alone in, in that quest for what's next and what needs to happen. And some realize it earlier than others, but it's never too late. And we just have to, um, you know, make sure that they know where they can, um, find the, the right trusted, um, your environment
0: to help them. You guys have a pretty wide range of of partners across your portfolio. Uh, Could you talk about some of the different companies or organizations that you partner with across your events, across other activations, and and things that you guys do overall, and uh, why you target some of the different partnerships that you do?
1: Sure. Um, well, I'll start. You mentioned portfolio. So I'll just start first with our investment thesis is is very broad, right? The idea is that this is an early stage asset class that we're looking at for our athletes to invest in. We go across um, across verticals and, and we're stage agnostic. So that idea is diversification. So you'll see in our investment portfolio a lot of diversity there. Um, obviously, we're very strategic to sports. Uh, Companies, but that from an investment portfolio standpoint, that's not what we. um, That's not the only thing that we look at. So, uh, across the board as far as investments, and you know we're we're using partners and others as you as you talk about who we look to partner with, to um, offer. Later stage or different types of alternative investments for our athletes. So, always looking for those sort of partnerships, co investors, um, the VC community, the other angel networks. We're kind of working with them to share a good deal flow and to provide opportunities for our athletes, especially as we're growing to incorporate more of our micro internships and um, these types of programs for our athletes in transition. Other, you know, service providers folks that are that are involved with helping athletes those are all folks that we view as as potential partners and collaborators where you know our mission is to to help the athlete and anyone who's doing that altruistically is who we want to partner with um and you know across from a sponsorship standpoint there's there's obviously a lot of different folks that um want to engage with the athletes and for different reasons so whether it's brands wanting to get in front of the athletes, um, different startups, different, um, I guess, luxury brands, et cetera. are we're, we're, we're open to conversations with, um, again, those types of folks that want to have something of value to deliver to our athletes. We're not, we're not here to sell access to our athletes, to, to sponsors and others. Um, we really look for partners that are going to drive value to our athlete members.
0: Tracy, before we let you go, what is the next big thing on the calendar? We'll release this episode likely uh, in mid-February. What is the next sort of big thing that people should look out for from TPI in the coming months heading into the summer?
1: Yeah, well, we, our, our big event series, will be hitting a bunch of different um, large sporting events starting at the NBA All-Star Game in Chicago. Uh, we'll be partnering with the um, – the Fist Global uh, Sports Tech Series up in Toronto, um, uh, where we've already launched our chapter up there in April. Uh, then we'll be out in LA uh, in July at the SBs. Unfortunately, um, this year the MLB All-Star Game uh, coincides with that. So those are those are the really big ones on the near term. Um, but as far as uh, other things for TPI. Uh, keep an eye out for some really exciting partnerships that we're um, that we're solidifying here. Again, to the benefit of our of our athlete members, we're really excited about um, some of the offerings that we have in the queue.
0: Tracy, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to speak with us today and. I uh, hope we can continue to find some different ways to work together. I know we were able to do that uh, at Super Bowl, and I, I do think uh, we'll be able to you know, keep collaborating in some ways throughout 2020. So thank you again for your time, and congrats on all your success and all the work that you guys have going on.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. I appreciate it. And then um, just for your listeners, if, if folks want to reach out, you can reach me at Tracy at theplayersimpact.com, T-R-A-C-Y at theplayersimpact.com. Really uh, grateful to you for having me on and look forward to further collaboration.
0: Awesome. Thank you again.